0: Looking at our world from a theological perspective, this is the Theology Central Podcast. Making Theology Central. Good morning, everyone. It is Friday, August the 26th, 2022. It is currently 1051 a.m. Central Time, and I'm coming to you live from the Theology Central studios located right here in Abilene, Texas. Now, I have to begin today. With somewhat of a provocative question. Now, you may think that I'm just asking the question to be shocking and, and just to get your attention and just to keep you listening, but I'm asking this question. And I mean, I want you to understand that I am being completely sincere. You may think the question is utterly ridiculous. So therefore, you're just going to say, Oh, he's being hyperbolic. He's being sensationalist. But no, I, I'm being sincere. You may not, you may not even think that the that it's even in the realm of possibility but I do so I want you to understand that I'm asking this question from a position of absolute sincerity and honesty do you think christianity leads people to have difficulty seeing and acknowledging reality do you think christianity actually leads people leads christians to having a trouble having trouble seeing the truth acknowledging the truth and and embracing the truth in other words do you think christianity is actually a force against reality And against truth. Now I know your initial reaction is like, absolutely not. Christianity leads people to reality. Christianity leads people to truth. It's the world who denies reality. It's the world who denies truth. But I'm I think maybe we have a problem within Christianity. I I really do. Now we we all know the scripture, right? We all know the scripture. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 25 which reads like this, Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members one of another. Now, if we are to read the Bible, we understand that God is the God of truth, that God, dis, that God hates, hates. It's an abomination. Lying lips are an abomination to God, that we are to speak the truth. We're to put away lying. So the Bible seems to elevate the concept of truth, that God is truth, there's absolute truth, we're not to lie, we're to speak the truth, we're to defend the truth, and we're to promote the truth. So the Bible seems to promote it. But when you get human beings and what becomes Christianity, churches, Christianity at large, churches in general, it seems to me that time and time again, for some weird reason, many professing Christians have major problems when it comes to truth and reality. Why is that? Is there something inherent in Christianity that seems to almost declare war on reality and truth? Now, I know you're going to push back and you're say, I disagree, I disagree. That's okay. You can be wrong. You can deny reality and truth. But I'm just going to go with my time within Christianity. And I, I became a Christian as a teenager, so I've been a Christian for a very long time. Been in lots of different churches, all kinds of Bible colleges, seminaries, all the different, all my different different interaction with Christianity. But time and time again, you'll look at Christians, you're like, "What? That has? What are you talking about? Like they are so far removed from truth and reality that you're sometimes completely perplexed." And I I remember many years ago on a, a, a different podcast. Talking about this all the time, I felt like that I was having to turn on the microphone every single day and go, Christians, why are you buying into this concept? Why are you promoting this theory? Why are you promoting this idea? These things are just absolutely false and fraudulent. And the minute you say that, then you're getting emails. No, you're blinded by Satan. You can't see the truth. And it's like, no, you're buying into a full-blown conspiracy theory. And then once that conspiracy theory blows up, falls apart, and is disproven, Many of those Christians never apologize and never repent. They just move on to the next one. Do you think Christianity somehow is at fault? Now, why am I asking this question? I believe it was yesterday. I do a lot of different episodes, so I don't always remember exactly which day I did which episode. But I believe it was yesterday. We talked about politics and reality. And we listened to a news clip that talked about some things going on in the Republican Party. Because now, right now in the Republican Party, this seems to be the philosophy for many of the political candidates. It goes something like this. If I win the election, then the election results were fair, they were honest, they were truthful, they were trustworthy. But if I lose the election... Well, I actually won and the results are not trustworthy. They are deceitful. They're false. They're fraudulent because someone stole the election from me. So they live in this reality where no matter what happens, they supposedly win. They can't lose, right? Their, their reality is there's no way I can lose. It doesn't matter what, what the situation is. I'm not going to concede. I'm a winner because I did not lose. So if the results come back, and it shows that they won, well then the results are true. If the results come back and show that they lost, well then the results are false. So therefore they can never lose. What what kind of reality is that? I mean like you would you would just have to claim you can't trust any of the results, so no one should vote because the whole system is broken. That would be the logical conclusion anyone would arrive at, but no 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 no. In this now re- weird world that many Republicans are operating in, It's, I win, the results are right. If I lose, well, I actually won and the results are fraudulent. Well, I I don't know how you operate in that kind of reality and maintain any kind of logical consistency. Now, I don't care if people in the world who are conservatives and Republicans think that way, but that kind of thinking is entered in the minds of many Christians and they seem to have fully embrace it and support these conspiracy ideas and promote these conspiracy ideas. Not only that, we talked about that there are currently 14 QAnon candidates trying to run for office in the Republican Party, 14 QAnon, that full-blown QAnon supporters buying into the QAnon conspiracy theory. And we've talked before about how many Christians bought into the QAnon conspiracy theory, like the QAnon conspiracy theory, basically, in many cases was pushed and supported by many within the church. There's been articles written about you know, how can a pastor deal with their church members who are all over the Internet posting all kinds of lies, half-truths, misinformation, and conspiracy theories. What do you do? How do you deal with it? Now, when I talked about the politics Right? Politics losing touch with reality, politics losing touch with truth. If that happens, what does that mean for the country? And then I I did mention a little bit what does it mean when the church starts thinking that way? But is it possible that the church is not just suffering from this problem, but maybe the leading cause of the problem? Well, the reason I bring this up is yesterday. At 8.19 p.m., August the 25th, 8.19 p.m., I received an email. And listen to the observation. Listen to the perspective put forth in this email because I think they're on to something. Here we go. Here's the email. Thank you for your plea. To Christians to return to truth and reality in this insane political climate that our nation is in now. Aren't certain Christian movements actually the ones who are the architects of people creating their own reality? Pentecostals and charismatics have been doing this for decades. They let random syllables fly out of their mouth daily and say the Holy Spirit is speaking through them. They yell their own words out in church and say, God, our creator, just spoke through them. Every day, somewhere in our country, there's a fake healing service going on. There are name it and claim it preachers on TV twenty four seven, reaching millions of people. These professing Christians who invent their own reality have been growing in number for decades. These are are the people who are branching out and getting into politics to save America for Jesus. You notice it's not the liberals or atheists spreading the conspiracy theories. It's the Republicans who proudly proclaim that they are Christians and are running for office. I'm not so sure anymore if it's the church that allowed itself to be hijacked by politics or it's politics that is being hijacked by professing Christians who have been creating their own reality for decades and are now trying to seize power of the government. Then they sign their name, and then in parentheses they write, just a Christian who wants the church to come back to the truth. Wow. When I read that, I was like, wow. Wow. That is some brilliant observations, and that is asking the very uncomfortable questions. Now, I know many push back and go, no, 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 You can't blame us. You can't blame us. You can't blame us. It's not the church's fault. It's never the church's fault. But I will agree that the church has been creating its own reality pretty much my whole Christian life. And I'm going to mention a number of those realities Christians have created in their mind that's going to offend many of you, but you need to be offended because at some point we have to ask ourselves, is it I? Why is it? Because look, there's clearly a problem within Christianity. Look, I'm not even going to apologize for this. There is a problem within Christianity. And if you think about it, I've been talking about it on my podcast pretty much forever. When the Sandy Hook shooting occurred, And the things were going out on the Internet about, oh, it's not being real and crisis actor and it's fake sermon audio for crying out loud had people promoting that conspiracy theory. And I was turning on the microphone, go whoa 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 no 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 what you can't go no 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 the that we were all going to be locked up in FEMA camps because of Obama and we're all, we were being microchipped because of the o- Obama health care plan. I remember all of this and having to fight against it and fight again. And every time, I mean, everything was the Illuminati. Everything was the New World Order. We were all going to be locked up. It was this, it was, and no matter and. Oh, I heard I heard so many things I tried to address. And that was coming from within Christianity. In other words, the, the, the call wasn't coming from outside the house. The call was coming inside the house. The, the conspiracy theories, the fraudulent way of thinking was happening inside the church. Inside the lives of Christians. Why was that? Now, we could do this. We could argue, well, this is just an example of where the culture is influencing the church. More than the church is influencing the culture, and I think that's what how many typically approach this this message, but that or this problem. I think that's how many articles approach it. The church is allowing the culture to influence. The culture now no longer trusts any institutions. It's it's paranoid. It's conspiratorial, and that has crept into the church. And it's easy to blame the culture. The, the church loves to blame the culture. Well, see all of our problems? It's the world. It's the world. The world did it. The world did it. The world did it. I mean, we always, the church is always pointing its finger, right? It's rock and roll. It's Netflix. It's Disney. It's Target. It's, it's always someone else, right? We, we never seem to want to acknowledge our own failure and, and our own problems. And I, I don't know why it's almost like depravity is something that stops at the church door, and, and all we have to do is keep the depravity outside and we're all good. but we're the depraved ones inside. So I'm going to take I'm going to take this email and go kind of more with the approach they're calling for. Stop saying that we're being influenced by the culture. Is it possible that there's something inherent in Christianity? this seems to lead to this complete break from reality and unable to see the truth and is it now us hijacking the culture with our own conspiratorial craziness that that is a that is a very interesting hypothesis but i i, I don't know if i can prove that but i can prove this there's something inherently wrong in christianity that seems to lead people to completely break from reality and truth Because we create realities constantly, constantly. Let's just start with an obvious one. Here's an obvious one. If you go to an Assemblies of God church, Pentecostal church, Charismatic church, there's a high probability, especially with Assemblies of God, it's not even a high probability. It's an absolute truth. But if you'll take the, the confessions of faith, the doctrinal statements of most Charismatic churches, you're going to read something like this, that because of what Jesus did on the cross, our physical sickness, our phys- physical diseases, our physical injuries, not only, ki- not only can they be healed, it is God's will that they will be healed because Christ, by his stripes, we are healed. In other words, physical healing is guaranteed for us right now in this life. Not not necessarily referring to glorification, but right now in this life, by his stripes we are healed. It is his will to, hear, to heal us, and all we have to do is basically have faith and believe it, and we will be healed of any physical element, of, of any ph- physical element, of any physical sickness, of any physical disease, of any physical injury. That is a common teaching in the charismatic world. Now you think of how many millions of people are charismatic and go to charismatic churches that teach by his stripes we are healed. Healing is not only the will of God, it's guaranteed because of the atonement. You have faith, you will be healed. People will literally go to a church with that in the doctrinal statement. Now, just just look around. You'll see people in those churches. Wait. They have all kinds of medical issues. You'll see them wearing eyeglasses. You'll see them with hearing aids. You'll see them them with everything. Wait a minute. Healing is guaranteed. Why is any of that? Oh, and guess what happens in those churches? People die. Well, why do they die? People get sick. People get diagnosed with cancer. Oh, I know how it works because that worked in the medical world. Oh, they would call us. For a medical appointment. And I was always somewhat baffled by that. Well, no, your doctrinal statement says healing is guaranteed. Why are you calling me? You shouldn't be calling me. You should be standing in our parking lot, healing everyone there for an appointment, and you should put us out of business. But you don't because it doesn't work. But somehow it it doesn't matter. They're creating a reality claiming healing is guaranteed when everything around them screams Clearly, it isn't true. Everything around them says, obviously, healing isn't guaranteed. Obviously, look around. Look at the cemetery in your local city. Look at the hospital. Look at the people dying. Look at the people getting sick in your church. Why? Why can you believe that healing is guaranteed when everything around you clearly tells you the opposite? How can you do that? You know how you can do that? You create your own reality. You deny reality. And you completely have a break from truth. I mean, the charismatics literally teach that because of what Jesus did, healing is guaranteed in the atonement. Now, we would all say that healing is guaranteed in the atonement in the sense that when we get to heaven, all, all, uh, there'll be no more pain, no more sickness, no more death, and we'll have a glorified body. We can all agree there. They claim it's true for right now in this life, yet <laughs> they go to the doctor, they have prescriptions, yeah, and you're like, wait a minute, none of this makes any sense. But they somehow, somehow in their brain, they're able to reconcile it. Somehow in their brain, they're able to make it work. Now, sometimes they blame the people who are not healed, which is totally insane, but they'll, they'll find some way to reconcile it. You know what that requires? A break from the truth, a denial of reality. Now, once you can deny reality that easy, where all the reality around you screams opposite, Then then should we be surprised that those same Christians now are the ones promoting, you know, the Illuminati and this crazy theory and this crazy. No, you should not be shocked or surprised. In other words, their doctrinal belief leads people to think in a way that can deny the reality right in front of them. Here's another one. This is good. So, so you've got the whole healing is guaranteed in the atonement for now, which clearly denies reality. Here's a second one: Christians who constantly claim that God is speaking to them, right? That God is either speaking to them in an audible voice, or in a in, uh, through visions, or through tongues, or some inside small voice. I mean, th- this this goes beyond charismatic. Lines. This goes throughout most of evangelical Christianity. Christians will claim that God speaks to us. He Somehow, some internal way, he's guiding us, he's leading us. Charismatics maybe say that it's in a much more dramatic and supernatural way through visions or, or, or some audible voice or, or through tongues. But it is completely normal within the evangelical Christian world. Even in some reform circles to say, God is speaking to me. God spoke to me. God told me this. You'll hear it in sermons all the time. I was doing this and I asked God and God said to me. And again, if you're writing that down, at that point, you would open quotations and everything there would be written would be in quotation marks as if it's a direct quote from God. Now, they all claim that. Now, just think about this. If God is speaking to everyone... Right? All the time. I mean, because basically it's 24-7. Shouldn't Christianity be the most unified religion on the face of the earth? God is speaking to each individual. Shouldn't we all believe the same thing? Think the same thing? Know the same thing? Shouldn't we have the, all the same doctrine? Have all the same theology? How can you say God is speaking to everyone when we can't agree on anything? If he's speaking to all of us, he won't be telling you, you know, which parking lot, which parking spot to take and which car to buy and which house to buy and which which woman to marry. He would be, you think would tell you, no, 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 no. This is the right thing to believe about first Corinthians, or this is the right thing to believe about Hebrews. So you, you think he would just fix all of our doctrinal disunity so that we could be in unity, which would be far better for the church and be far better for global evangelization and everything else. But no, 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 no. Supposedly, he's speaking to everyone. And in many cases, he's speaking things completely contradictory to the other person. I I, I did this one year. Um, Just here in the Abilene, Texas area, it was getting close to January, right? It was like December, moving into January, and then a little bit into January. I started listening to all the different sermons and looking at their websites from all the charismatic churches. And I had one, like one charismatic church here was claiming that he had this vision of Abilene and it was going to be destruction and judgment and it was horrible. The other one was like, oh, the hospitals are going to be emptied out. People are going to raise from the dead. It's going to be economic blessing. And I'm like two charismatic churches in the same city making prophecies, claiming from God about the exact same time period that are completely opposite one to the other. I mean, the evidence is overwhelming. God is not talking to any of you. God is not speaking to you. God is not revealing anything to you. Overwhelming evidence. Guess what? They can't see it because Christianity actually leads to a break from reality. So you've got the whole healing is guaranteed in the atonement for now. you got the whole God is speaking to all of us idea. Both are completely disproven by any objective standard of reality and truth. Oh, there's a third. Oh, I, can, I could do these all day. Here's a third one. God is leading us all. God is leading us into truth. God is leading us into truth. Now, wait a minute. Now, they, they quote from John I, I, that, you know, the, the spirit God is going to lead us into truth. Now, of course, if you look at the context, it has to be making a reference to the the apostles and those who would write the New Testament. He's leading them into truth. He's going to bring to their memory everything that he had said. That has to be promises to the apostles because it clearly does not apply to us today. Because if it did, now just think about this. Once again, this is the claim. He's leading us into all truth. Just think about this. 2,000 years of church history. 2000 years of church history and God is supposedly leading us into all truth and after 2000 years of church history we still don't agree on baptism we st- Still don't agree on sanctification. We still don't agree on justification. We still don't agree on regeneration. We don't even agree on the order of salvation or order salutis, depending on how you want to state it. We don't agree on whether we should be um, Augustinian or semi-Pelagian or Pelagian or Ar- Arminian or Calvinistic. We, we, I mean, we literally we don't agree on the Lord's Supper. We don't agree on church structure. We literally don't agree. We don't even agree in many cases what kind of music can it cannot be sung in the church. We can't even agree in many cases who can pre who can be a preacher, who can't be a preacher, who can lead a Bible study, who can't lead a Bible study. But supposedly, God is leading us into all truth. Now, how can you say that? Look at that reality and not realize Christianity is causing you to absolutely not be able to see reality. So, we've got the whole concept of all of these things, all of these things completely destroy the Christian's ability to look at reality. But we got the whole thing that healing is guaranteed. We got the whole thing that God is speaking to all of us. We got the concept that God is leading us into all truth. Just these are three, just short examples of Christian's inability to see truth and see reality. They buy into something. That denies reality, denies truth. In other words, they don't even take these things to their logical conclusions. If they took these things to their logical conclusion, they'd be like, clearly God's not healing everyone. Clearly healing isn't guaranteed. Clearly he's not speaking to all of us and clearly he's not leading us into all truth. Just any objective, reasonable, rational, logical person would be like, that is not true. Listen to Christians talk. The the problem of being disconnected from reality and truth, maybe it's an inherent Christian problem. Oh, but wait, there's more. Oh, there's more. Christians claim all the time, this, this is so common, that now that we are saved, We now have the ability, we have a God-given ability, a supernatural ability. We are empowered by the Spirit of God inside of us so that now we can obey all the laws of God. We can obey the moral law. We can obey everything. We can obey it. Before we could not, but now we can now, this is a common, this, this shows up either dealing with the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. It shows up it, and, and dealing with salvation. But it always like, now that you're saved, you can say yes to God. You can say no to sin. You can do it because you've got power. You've got supernatural power. You've got the power of God inside of you. You've got the third person of the Trinity who's, who is all powerful. He's, in a sense, dynamite. He can empower you. He, he, he he's there to lead you and direct you. Now, we claim this all the time. It's preached constantly. Well, what would be the logical conclusion of such claims? Well, if I've got the power of God inside of me, and I can say yes to God, and I I can now obey God, then perfect Christians would be the norm. Christians who are perfect. Christians who never, who never sin would not just be, it would not just be something that's theoretical. It would be the norm. You would see 50%, 60% of the people in your church, at least 10 to 20% are perfect, 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 because they can. And then all you have to do, and all you have to do when you've sinned is like, okay, I don't have to sin. I can just stop sinning because I now have the power. It's almost like there's this idea that the old nature has been eradicated. But in some weird way, we teach that. Then we turn around and say, but you can't be perfect, which then seems to contradict that. But we claim this all the time, in some way, shape, or form. Just listen to sermons. When we were doing our study on the doctrine of the Holy Spirit, I kept talking about all the things the Holy Spirit is not doing that Christians are claiming that it's doing and they're claiming that it's doing things that are just obvious it's not. Or he's not, I should say. The Holy Spirit's not. It's not an it. It's a person. Okay, but you understand. The Holy Spirit is not doing those things. That's the correct way of saying it. I want to be theologically correct. How can, how can Christians maintain these ideas that are so broken from reality, that so contradicts it? And then guess what? You have all of these theological issues where clearly Christians are claiming things that are just absolutely objectively not true. And then that creates a, a weird way that Christians can see things that have no connection to reality, no connection to truth, and they can't even see a problem. Is that possibly why you have Christians over and over again buying into the most absurd, crazy theories? And it doesn't matter if it's promoted on a conservative talk radio, Christian radio, Fox News. It doesn't matter. They buy into it. And you'll hear the people in your church saying something. You're like, oh, that has been disproven 50 times over. Why? Why you claim to be a Christian? You're the one who's supposed to have the ability to discern. You're supposed to have discernment. You're supposed to have the ability to see truth, speak the truth. But you can't. No, no, they believe it. And if you try to confront them on it, they get offended. They're not even humble enough. They get mad. How dare you say that? I saw it on Fox News. It has to be right. It's like, oh boy. Okay, here we go. But I, I could give all kinds of examples within the church. Oh man, I've seen everything. I have seen so much just garbage. I mean, you remember back when it was the Illuminati, the Illuminati, the Illuminati, the Illuminati, the illuminati a secret society that was the most well-known secret society because clearly they were everywhere. But the Illuminati was doing everything. I mean, I ever have heard everything from Christians, from you know, I don't know everything from reptilians to the Illuminati to you name it. It's just all of this craziness. And in many cases, just buying into full blown conspiratorial thinking and promoting it. I mean, I, I mean, I've heard that the flu vaccine gives you the mark of the beast and it places, you know, this inside of all, oh, rem- even with COVID. I played audio clip from Christian podcasts that claim that when you get the COVID vaccine, it lets nanobots into your body, these, these you know, micro, you know, uh, robots basically into your body, nanobots into your body. And then when 5G is turned on, 5G will activate those nanobots inside of your body. And then then they can control you so that you will submit to the Antichrist. That's literally was taught on Christian podcasts during the COVID situation. We're in the middle of a pandemic and we're being telling people that the COVID vaccine is going to release nanobots into your body that when 5G is turned on, then you won't be able to resist the Antichrist. Oh, but wait, that's not the first time I heard similar things about that from the, about the flu vaccine 10, 15 years before that. I mean... All of our guns were supposed to be taken away. All of our Bibles were supposed to be confiscated. We were all supposed to be Muslims living inside a FEMA camp during the Obama administration. How many times did I hear that preached? Oh, but Obama came and went. And guess what? People still had their guns, still had their Bibles, and we're not Muslims, and we're not inside a FEMA camp. Didn't matter. You just move on to the next one. You just, you, Christians will not stop. They are never embarrassed. They're never shamed by their foolishness and by their inability to see reality and truth. Even though the Bible says God is truth, God, God abhors. It's an abomination. Lying lips are an abomination to him. You're supposed to be putting away lying. Speak the truth. But Christians can't see the truth. They don't care about the truth. All they care about is the next crazy conspiracy theory that they want to share. They want to spread and share all over social media. The problem is inside the church. The problem is the church. And it starts in many cases with theology that we teach that denies the very reality that we experience. Oh, you've got the power of the Holy Spirit now. You can do it. You can, you can stop sinning. You, well, but, 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 but you're not going to be perfect. Wait a minute. Wait, wait. Don't you see the contradiction? What would be the logical conclusion if you're, what you're saying is true is right? It's not right. You say that and Christians get mad. Let me go back to the last paragraph of this email. I'm not so sure anymore if the church, if it's the church that allowed itself to be hijacked by politics or it's politics that has been hijacked by professing Christians who have been creating their own reality for decades and are now trying to seize the power of the government. Christians have been creating their own reality for decades. That is a fact, and I think that because the church has been creating its own reality and some theological areas, right— Feel like claiming healing is guaranteed in the atonement for now, like claiming God is speaking to everyone, like claiming that we're being led into all truth, like claiming that we now, because we're Christians, we can say no to sin and we have the supernatural and power, power, the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit inside of us so that we can, we can do this and do this and do that, even though over and over and over we sin and we fall short and there aren't any perfect Christians, but we can't seem to see the contradiction in that. We have been because of the because somehow we've held on to theological ideas that are actually a break from reality. It's created an entire environment within Christianity that has almost kept us from the ability to see truth and reality for what it is. Maybe Christianity has hijacked the concept of reality and truth while we claim to be preaching the reality of truth and the reality of reality. Like, we, on one hand, we want to say, we believe in reality and absolute truth, while we deny both and our very theological systems that are very prominent in the evangelical church. And now, many Christians are looking at a culture going, man, they've abandoned truth, they've abandoned reality. Maybe it was us. Started abandoning it first. You've had two episodes politics and reality, Christianity and reality. You've been given some hypotheses, you've been given some theories. There's some things I will not back down on, and that is there's no question, Christianity. And many aspects of Christianity have been creating their own reality and their own truth for a very long time. That can't be denied. I just gave you clear examples of them doing that. How it plays out from there, who's influencing whom and how you you can you can work that out on your own. But I think you need to consider some things that have been said. And you can share your thoughts by emailing me at news Newsifyahoo.com. newsif@yahoo.com. That's newsif at yahoo.com. Can't wait to hear your thoughts and feedback. And, well, this ends this episode, but we'll be back on the air shortly. Thanks for listening. God bless.